Last Sunday was the uh, Holiday Club Service Sunday, where we celebrated the Holiday Club. The three Sundays before that, we had special family services that had been, uh, been planned by a team, and I thought they did a fantastic job. And I thought it were, they were really good um, uh, at bringing uh, the, the message of the body of Christ in a family type way with lots of activity and lots of um, uh, visual stuff so that children and adults could engage. And I thought it would be good today just to draw that message or those messages together as we have a, a, a sermon that I'll deliver on that same passage, drawing out some of the things that came from those um, family services and hopefully will uh, really will cement some of the things that we learned. Now perhaps very few of you were able to get to all of them and so I'll recap over, over what, uh, what it was so that hopefully at the end of today as we come to sharing communion we'll know more and experience more and God will teach us more about being in the body of Christ. Thank you, Andy. Can you put up a slide, please? The reading that was uh, read out in, uh, in these services, and today in a moment, is going to be from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 27. But just to point out where it was based, this is Corinth, and as you can see near, near Athens in, uh, in Greece, and, and this is where um, uh, the, the book was written to by Paul to the church at Corinth. It was in a real place, in a real time, to real situations. So I just want to emphasize that part for it, into a church that was struggling to discover what it was like to, to be Christians and, and to be in the body of Christ. And so there was the first 12 chapters, and then we begin at the start of chapter 12. Thank you, Andy. And there, at the beginning of uh, chapter 12, it starts like this. Brothers and sisters, that's all of you, I want you to know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because... Some of uh, the people were unaware of the Holy Spirit and Paul really wanted people to know. Now maybe you're aware, maybe you're not. Or maybe you've, you've just experienced something of the Holy Spirit but you've not, not really grasped it for yourself. Or maybe, maybe today we experienced when we were on a sabbatical in, particularly in South Africa, some something more of the Holy Spirit. And uh, you may have picked up from the notices that on Saturday evening at half past six here that uh, we're going to share about our experiences on our sabbatical. Just encourage all those who are able to attend to, to come and, uh, and hear that. 
And then in verse 7 it says, The Holy Spirit is given to each of us in a special way. And that's for the good of all. So here we have the sort of theme really of what we've been looking at, that we are individuals. And that we're adults and we're children, we're old, we're middle-aged, we're young, with uh, different abilities, different intellects, different outlooks, all individuals. And God reaches us all with the Holy Spirit. But those gifts and those abilities are for the common good for all. And that's where we get this idea of the body from, which Janet is, uh, is now going to, uh, to read to us. So thank you, Andy. An impromptu reader, thank you for stepping in. One body. There is one body, but it has many parts. Even though it has many parts, they make up one body. It is the same with Christ. We were all baptised with one Holy Spirit into one body. It doesn't matter whether we were Jews or Greeks, slaves or free people, we were all given the same spirit to drink. The body is not made up of just one part, it has many parts. Suppose the foot says, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong to the body. It is still part of the body. Suppose the ear says, I'm not an eye, so I don't belong to the body. It is still part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how could it hear? If the whole body was an ear, how could it smell? God has placed each part of the body just where he wanted it to be. If all the parts were the same, how could there be a body? As it is, there are many parts, but there is only one body. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, it is just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. The parts we think that are less important, we treat with special honour. The private parts aren't shown, but they are treated with special care. The parts that can be shown don't need special care. But God joined us together, all parts of the body, and he has given more honour to the parts that don't have any. In that way, the parts of the body will not take sides. All of them will take care of each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part shares its joy. You are the, Christ, the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. Amen. Thank you, Janet. And we'll be exploring that passage a little bit more to build on how we explored it over those three Sundays. And hopefully there'll be uh, some, some rich things that God was teaching you. But just, I'm trying to put it into context of, given what came before, thank you Andy, and then uh, what comes afterwards was... Straight after that reading that Janet read, then Paul says, first God appointed, and then there's a list, and then uh, he appointed this. And it's different roles that uh, were there in the the church. 
And it's not given to the same person, that different people are given different roles, and these roles change and develop and grow, and to be encouraged. And then, thank you, and then uh, the passage ends, the chapter ends with, but above all you should want the most important gifts. All of this is within the context of the gifts of the Holy Spirit given to you. And then it ends, and now I'll show you the best way of all. And then it goes on to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Does anybody know what 1 Corinthians 13 is about? Love. That's right. And it's that famous passage, often at at, um, weddings, that love is gentle, love is patient, love is kind. And it leads on to that. And so it says about love. And how important love is. And then if you go into chapter 14, it then goes more about the, the, the spiritual gifts and particularly prophecy where people just speak out God's, uh, God's words. And um, I must just tell you one quick story about uh, in South Africa. We were leading worship in the South African church and there was a dog running around and the, the power had, uh, had failed and so there wasn't any, any, any words and things like that. And at the end of the service, we come to the end, and then this lady called Rita suddenly started singing. And you could tell from her voice that she wasn't used to singing in public. It wasn't helped by the fact that she had no front teeth. There's a whole range of reasons which we didn't quite understand about that. But she was just away with God. And I got to know Rita before and after, and she's quite a shy lady. Not one who would stand up in front and say, but God had just got a hold of her. And there was somebody else crying. There was somebody else who was really moved. And there was somebody else who wasn't moved at all, you uh, you could sense. And so God's Spirit just came upon that group, that church, and uh, and they uh, they were just sensing something of God's power and His love. And we're going to sing a little later, more love, more power. And I think we sang it on that occasion, didn't we, James? That, um, and it's when those two things are together: the love, the love within a fellowship that spills out into the community and the power of of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, when those two things combine, more love, more power, then wonderful things happen. Okay, so that's the introduction. I haven't preached for a long time, you see. You've not got your meat on, have you? That... um, um, Right, let's go to that passage that we've been looking at over those weeks and Janet read out. Thank you, Andy. Right. There is one body, but it has many parts. And, and that's the, uh, there was a thrust of those services, wasn't it? One body, but many different parts. And hopefully um, uh, that doesn't need too much explanation. But then the next line... I want you to think in your minds what the next word should be, or the next words. Even though it has many parts, they make up one body. It is the same with 
Now, don't say it, but just think. One body, many parts, we're talking, uh, it's the same with, if I was writing it, I think I'd write, it's the same with the church. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Uh, One body, many parts, we're all together, it's the same with the church. But that's not what Paul wrote in the Bible. Let's have the next slide. It's with Christ. So what was going on here? Well, I think what it is, is that he's, uh, although we need to make sure that Christ is always the head of the body, the head of the, the church, but he's, uh, he's making a similarity between the church and Christ. When Christ was, uh, was on this earth and walking around, he had his own body and was able to do his, his mission. After his death and resurrection and ascension, he then empowered the church to be that body. And it's we ourselves in his power, not in our own power, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, that does this stuff, that carries on his mission. And so that is why it's the same with, uh, with Christ. What an awesome responsibility that is. That the church isn't just somewhere where we go on a Sunday, particularly if it's raining and there's nowhere better to go. And there's... The church is God's mission hub, which is where he wants us to go out and to share the gospel and to show the gospel and to show that love. What an awesome responsibility. And that's upon our shoulders And what a motley collection we sometimes feel we are. I won't say it looks, because that's um, a bit nasty. But um, we don't feel that we can do that. But it's with this context of the Holy Spirit equipping us to to do that. I'm embarrassing Mike again. If you'd said a year ago to Mike, right, you'll be up here, you'll be leading worship, Mike perhaps wouldn't have been convinced by that, would you? But um, by encouragement and by the Holy Spirit... Do you mind me saying what happened to your television, Mike? No? Mike was uh, helping to lead worship at Elevation, and he was saying, and you'd perhaps be best to say, but um, he didn't know where the notes were coming from, that God just got hold of him and just used him. That's what we're talking about. We aren't adequate, but God, through his Spirit, is. But I must move on. Let's have the next slide, please, Andy. Because uh, um, uh, over these three services, um, uh, the first one, which I didn't uh, attend, I was still on sabbatical, that all of us are different, and uh, uh, you were given a jigsaw piece at the end, and we've sort of mirrored that by giving a jigsaw piece at at the beginning, and hopefully that'll be made up there. And there was bricks on the wall. Do you remember that if you were here? And the particular part of the passage was the next slide, was this. And as I read through this, just think, if you were there at that service, what you learned from that service. We're all baptised by one Holy Spirit into one body. It didn't matter whether we were Jews or Greeks, slaves or free people. We're all given the same spirit to drink. The body is not made up of just of one part, but of many parts. And we're all different, and we're all an important part. And those who aren't here, 
those who were here and have left, those who are still to come, are all part of that body and the wider body of Christ. But it's interesting what it says here, that we were all baptised, and that's sort of a soaking. When you're baptised, and those who have been baptised under here got absolutely soaked, drenched, baptised with the Holy Spirit. And that is what can happen to us. And then it says, we're all given the same spirit to drink. It's not just an external Holy Spirit upon, but it's an internal. And we need to drink the Holy Spirit. And that's, we'll come on to to this. And to use another analogy, air's all around. We're surrounded by the air. But to be alive, we need to breathe it in. And we need to not only be aware of the Holy Spirit, but to breathe it in. And for those of you who are thinking, oh, I've heard all this, I've heard of it. Have you really, have you really heard from God that you need to breathe in the Holy Spirit and know his message? We're all different, but we're all an important part. Thank you, Andy. We're all different But each of us has a task to do. And we're all given a button at the end. Um, Unless you were like me and I forgot to take mine. And um, well, my task is to remember things better. Think for a moment what you learned if you were there at that service. We all have our tasks to do. And if we move on to the next slide, this was a part that I just alluded to that it says, first God has appointed apostles in the church, second he's appointed prophets, third he has appointed teachers, then he has appointed people who do miracles and those who have gifts of healing, also appointed those able to help others, those able to direct things, those who can speak in different kinds of languages they have not known before, speaking tongues. There's a whole list there, it's not an exhaustive list. And a little bit later, some people will be called to uh, make the coffee and, uh, and the biscuits. And, and that's an important uh, gift. And uh, people welcomed you at the door and, and people can, uh, can prophesy. And uh, there's so much that we can do in the church, but also outside of the church. This week, we've got a series of meetings Today at four o'clock, a meeting for those involved in the youth drop-in. And uh, anybody's welcome also to come along to that. On Wednesday, we've got a meeting. It's in the link about um, uh, other youth, uh, youth work, the youth group, the youth cell and the elevation. The invitation is there. On Tuesday, we've got a meeting to celebrate the 350th Uh, anniversary of this church and we've got more planning to do you're welcome to that there's lots of things just this week that you can get involved in let us get involved in the things that we should do so for next slide and then the third service was We need to care for one another. And I led this one, so I can remember more of that one. And we need to care for one another. And we were given a heart at the end to remember that. And next slide, please, Andy. And right at the end, verse 26, if one part suffers, 
every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part shares in its joy. And we try and do that. We need to do that more. To share in the joy and to share in the sufferings. To help practically where we can. To help prayerfully where we can. We've got a pastoral care system, the Be There system, which is this, that we should care for one another. Perhaps we'll have another look at it to see how we can do things uh, better. We need to care for one another. I've got an immediate request. I had a phone call before the service today. If you don't know, Madeline um, broke her ankle. Uh, it then went, she got an infection in it, she's been in hospital, they've had to take her there and they've pinned it. I brought her back from hospital on Friday and she's at home, but she can't drive. Um, uh, David said, do you think anybody from the church could help us? We need a li- I, David, this is her husband, needs a lift into... Um, uh, Warrington to pick up his glasses. It's one thing caring for your wife. It's one thing seeing what you can do. And so he needs help there. If anybody can help, just take him into the opticians. Just has to pick up the glasses and come back. He doesn't drive. He's got epilepsy. They also need a help at seven o'clock tonight to pick up their foster children from uh, their their grandmas at Newton the Willows. If anybody can help with either of those, come and see me. There'll be more things that we can do, just practically, just as a help to them. But there's all sorts of ways in which we can help one another. We need to get alongside each other, know our needs, know our joys, and to share in that. I've started in the 1st of September yesterday doing this um, Life Every Day Bible Study Notes. It's by Jeff Lucas. The one for yesterday... The Bible passage was 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 31. Is that familiar to anybody? That's the one that we're doing today. And Jeff Lucas, uh, in headlines on it, said, Stop attending church. My word. Odd for a minister to say. And he said, it's not... He's not joined the the people who say, I don't need to go to church, I can read my Bible, I can pray, I can um, do that when I like, I don't need to come to church. He says, no, church is vital. What he's saying is, stop just attending church, but go further. Be committed to the body of Christ. And I know we've already got uh, a couple of people who are interested in membership here. If there's anybody else, then please... Talk to me later about becoming a member of the, of the church here. So that was interesting, wasn't it? Same passage. Stop attending church, but be committed to it. Yeah, I can read it all, but I'm conscious we need to move on. So, we're all different, was the first theme. And that's true, isn't it? We are all different. Some of us will have enjoyed the services over the summer. And I know people who have really got lots out of it. Some of them, some people found them hard. We're all different, but we can all join together as a body. Who's been watching the Paralympics? 
It's been fascinating, hasn't it? I think that's got lots to teach us. And I'm going to end by, in a moment, showing some um, uh, photos from the Paralympics. But first of all, could you just show the first one? Um, anybody know who this is? Tanny Gray Thompson, yes, who were, who's retired now. And she was saying about some of the uh, things that people have said to her. Somebody came up to her and said, you've put on weight since you retired. <laughs> How rude's that? Um, uh, and, uh, and she was saying that um, she's in a wheelchair, that she was on a, on a train, and the train stopped, you know, and everybody had to get off. There was some problem with the train. And th- there was a real problem because it wasn't a recognised stop. And uh, people did help her, but somebody uh, said to her, people like you shouldn't be allowed on trains with normal people. Can you imagine this sort of attitude? And, um, uh, but she says, I get, also get so much kindness as well. All people are different. I was coming to the Olympic venue, wheeling my wheelchair along, she says, and this young man says, oh, let me help you, push you. And she says, no thanks, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, this is an Olympic gold medalist in, in, um, uh, in racing wheelchairs, you know. She can manage to... But the thing... And, and there was a bit of embarrassment, because he said, oh, no, I, I can help you. And she said, no, I'm fine. But she wasn't critical of that young man. She thought it was really kind of him. Because she said there may be a person in a wheelchair 20 yards behind who really needs a push. And, uh, and it's better to offer and uh, maybe a little bit of embarrassment. And uh, she was sharing lots of these, uh, these stories. But I think the Paralympics have brought it home to us how we're all different. And although those, some of those differences are more obvious than others, but just to rejoice in those differences... And uh, I think it's brought disability to the open. We're all disabled in some respects. And it's just brought that into the open, seeing people taking their legs off. And, um, you know, sometimes we're all a bit squeamish and a bit, oh, I don't want to ask questions or whatever. One athlete was saying, I don't mind if people ask questions. You know, it's okay. And um, so as you continue to watch the Paralympics, think we're all different. We've all got a task to do. And another thing I learned from the Paralympics, these athletes seem to concentrate on what they can do and not what they can't do. There's some tremendous stories, even visual stories, but one, there was an Olympic swimmer, I can't remember her name, who was a, a Paralympic swimmer, did really well, and then got some problem with her ears. And so she couldn't swim anymore. And so she turned to cycling and is now in the Paralympic cycling. That's a great thing for us, isn't it? So often we, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. But it's what we can do. And if we all can do what we can do, then it's tremendous. And then we should all care for one another. And some of these Paralympics need care and they know that. But also there's some things that they can do and some care that they can give as well. And I think it's just brought it so much more in the open, these aspects that we're looked at in the, in the family services, that we're all different, we've all got a task to do, and that we should care for one another. And I pray that in the, the service today, and also the three services that were had in the summer, that God's been teaching, and God's been 
been helping you to learn more about this passage. And when you get home, I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14 and just see what God else God wants to say. Thank you for listening. But I just want to end my sermon by just showing some of these pictures. Again, the visual can literally teach us. Look at this guy. No legs or legs that don't work. Thank you. Look at this. I don't know quite. You know, ice hockey is amazing at the best of times, but if you've got no legs and. Um, yeah. Yes, please, Andy. Look at this guy trying to play tennis and. He's just amazing. Thank you. Blind footballers. And they're not just tapping the ball about, are they? They're really going for it. Thank you. This guy is not in the Olympics. He was on Football Focus, if you watch Football Focus. <laughs> um, uh, and he's now in the Brazilian youth uh, setup. You don't know if you can see it, it's a bit light, but if you see his foot on top of the ball, well, he's not got a foot. He's just got a stump and the other leg. And you'll see him playing football. No feet playing football. It's just amazing. Thank you. Don't look at the legs, look at the records. What a great poster that is, isn't it? Thank you. Tilt at 46 degrees, you're a hero. Tilt at 47, it's game over, because <laughs> over they go. Yes, please. I think that, oh, what a fantastic, can you see that? Swimmer there with just a stub of an arm, looking up at somebody else with artificial legs, but biggest grin. That is tremendous. Thank you. Look, it's... I think it just brings it out into the open and, and rejoicing in what they can do. Thank you. <laughs> I've never tried skiing, I don't. And I'm just full of admiration. And we as a church need to uh, just uh, learn from what God is saying, what we can do. And what we can't do, what we can do is we work together, support one another, encourage one another, care for one another. Amen.